Hey there, I'm so pumped to tell you about an amazing new community I've launched called Grief to Growth Circle Community. It's a space for people who are grieving to come together to support each other and for people who want to know who we are, why we're here, where we're going to have those conversations, all the things we talk about on the podcast. So I invite you to join me at grieftogrowth.com slash community to become part of this compassionate crew. The best part is 100% free. And you have access to me in addition to everybody else in the community. In fact, the podcast will be there so you can talk about the things we talk about in the podcast right there in the community. There's also some premium content if you want to go deeper in the work I'm doing, but mostly it's about building relationships and community and about sharing resources and supporting each other. So come on over and check it out. It's grieftogrowth.com slash community. I'll see you inside. Hi there. Welcome to Grief to Growth Podcast. Your host is Brian Smith, spiritual seeker, best-selling author, grief survivor, and life coach. Brian believes that the worst tragedies of life provide the greatest opportunity for growth. Brian says he was planted, not buried, and he is here to help you grow where you've been planted by the difficulties in life. In each episode, Brian and his guests will share what has helped them to survive and thrive. It is his sincere hope this episode helps you today. Hey, everybody. A um, few people have asked me to make more individual videos with myself because you can't, I don't get a chance to do a lot of talking sometime in my interviews because I think you're there to hear from the guests. So I'm going to be making a few more of these. But to let you know, there are also individual videos of me in my Patreon. And what Patreon is is a way that you can support the podcast financially by making a monthly donation. And if you donate $5 or more a month, you get access to those bonus videos that I put on Patreon. So just to give an example of what those videos are like, what I want to talk to you about today is a universal question that's been around since man has been around. And that is, why do bad things happen? You know, why is there pain in the world? Why is there suffering in the world? Why would, why would the world be this way? Let's go back to the very beginning. When I was a, a little kid, I grew up in a fundamentalist Pentecostal church that was led by my grandfather, who I called Pop. And actually, a lot of people refer to him as Pop, even though he was my grandfather, didn't like that. But uh, when I was growing up in Sunday school, we learned Sunday school lessons. Of course, one of the first lessons is from the book of Genesis, which is the first book of the Bible. And the first story in the book of Genesis is the creation story that we sometimes know as Adam and Eve story. Now, interesting thing about that story, a couple of interesting things. One is there are two creation stories in the Bible, which a lot of people don't realize, but there are two. And there's some slight contradictions between the two. Uh, and in the story of Adam and Eve, we were taught this was a literal story, that there was a man named Adam, a woman named Eve. That Adam was created from the dust. There was a talking snake. There was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There was an apple on the tree, even though the Bible didn't say apple, and et cetera, et cetera. I think you, you probably are very familiar with the story. Um, the thing about that story, there's some, some problems that the story is actually literal. Um, first of all, Adam and Eve in the story had two sons. It doesn't mention daughters. Um, so how did they procreate from that point on? Uh, what happens when you have all the inbreeding you'd have to have to populate the earth from one couple? Uh, you have a talking snake. You have a supposedly idyllic place where there's no death. And I was actually taught this. There was no death before Adam and Eve sin. Imagine a world where things are being born and created, but nothing ever dies. Uh, we quickly become overpopulated. So 
let's set aside the problems with the literal interpretation and let's talk about the metaphysical interpretation of the story, which I didn't even know existed for several decades after I was taught the literal interpretation. And the metaphysical interpretation of the story actually really makes a lot of sense. So let's let's think a minute, for a minute, what if we got it wrong? What if the story wasn't about original sin, being in a fallen world, coming into this world already being marked by the mistake that Adam made so that we come in as sinners, we're put as enemies of God, and that's why all the bad things happen. What if the story is a story of birth, a story of going forth, a story of adventure, of of growing and of, of obtaining knowledge on our own? What if Adam and Eve in the story it says, for example, Adam is created from the dust of the earth. What if that represents Adam coming from a physical, from a spiritual perspective, which we all are spirits before we become physical, and then kind of being married with the earth by being literally created from the earth and having this physical um, incarnation where Adam gets to make choices. Um, and in the story of Adam and Eve, Adam represents, for example, the rational side of us or the thinking part of us. And Eve in the story of Adam and Eve represents our feeling side of us, our, our love, our emotions. And these things come together to create us as a whole human being. The snake in the story always gets a bad rap. But what if the snake represents uh, the, the desire to, to experience the physical, to be able to learn from our senses? Because that's how we take things in as human beings. We take things in through our senses. And what if the tree of the knowledge of good and evil represents the choices that we make as we go, as we navigate ourselves through this physical world? Because in every experience, we have choices. We have a choice that we can choose fear or we can choose love. We can choose compassion or we can choose greed. We can choose to become bitter or we can choose to become better. And we, if we didn't have these physical experiences, we wouldn't be able to make these choices and we wouldn't be able to learn and to grow from them. Now, another thing I think is really, really interesting in this story is when Adam, when Eve is created, Adam is put into a slumber and Eve is created from his rib. Now, it's interesting also that Adam was created from a dust, but Eve was created from Adam. But when Adam was put into the slumber, what if this is kind of forgetting that we are these spiritual you know, beings and just really becoming kind of asleep to that and we become totally immersed in this world that we're in. So what is this world? And is, is, is this plan A, as I think it is, or is this plan B, as and I was taught originally, that, that God had created this world that was going to be perfect. He puts Adam and Eve in the garden. For some unknown reason, he puts a tree in the garden, says you can have anything, anything in this, in this garden except for this tree, but if you eat from this tree, you'll die, which they didn't die on that day. Uh, you surely die on that day. And we're going to go to plan B, which is what we're living through. But what if it wasn't designed that way? What if it was designed to be the way that it is? What if we look at school as earth as a school or as a gym or as a boot camp or maybe even as an obstacle course? A lot of times when we're going through life, we feel like we want to get from point A to point B. And there's all these things in our way, all these obstacles. What if this, like those obstacles actually are our path, that they're not in the way of our path, blocking our path, but they are our path. If you, if you can imagine um, obstacle courses, if they didn't have any obstacles on them, they wouldn't be much good. I mean, Shane and I used to love to watch American Ninja Warrior, which was one of the most tough obstacle courses there are. You know, could, can you imagine the contestants going through the obstacles saying, 
Why is this rope wall here? Why, why is this ladder here? Why is this water here? Get the stuff out of my way so I can just run the course. No. On an obstacle course, the obstacles are there as part of the design. Uh, they're there for the challenge. They're there to, so that we can test ourselves. So while we're here on this earth, we are here to develop as fully um, grown human beings, developing love, developing compassion, and remembering and going back to kind of where we are as, as spirit beings. So for myself, as I said, I started off, I had this fundamentalist background, which really caused me a lot of pain and anguish, thinking I was an enemy of God, that I was a sinner, that deserving all the, all the punishment that I was going through, wondering what was going to happen to me after I die. And because of all those fears I had, I did a lot of research on the afterlife, on life after death, on, frankly, other religions to see if every, other religions taught this stuff. And I learned quite a bit. I learned about this metaphysical viewpoint. I learned that God was a loving God, or if you want to call him God or creator or spirit or whatever. So I was feeling you know, pretty good about all that stuff. And then it happened. Uh, as you are aware, probably my daughter, Shana, uh, who passed away when she was 15 years old in 2015. Uh, as of today, it's been 1,789 days. Not that I'm counting, but I am. I count every day. Uh, Shana was 15 years old, as I said, in 2015, and she suddenly passed away. When Shana passed away, that really, as you can imagine, knocked me off my feet. I had to start questioning everything again. Why would this happen to me? Um, why, you know, what am I going to do now? Do I even really want to be here anymore? Frankly, uh, this is this is too much. I can't I can't deal with this. I will say that I will always miss Shana. I miss her to this day. Uh, it'll be five years in June. I'm recording this. Actually, five years next month. I'm recording this in May of 2020. Um, I will always miss her. But after Shana passed some things started happening to me. All these synchronicities started happening. I started meeting people. I started being becoming aware of different events. A, a path kind of opened up before me that led to things like I started working with an organization called Helping Parents Heal, an organization that helps parents whose children have transitioned. Uh, I found, I ran into a guy named Mark Pittstick and started working on the Soul Phone Project. And ironically, one of the first books I read after Shana, or no, not after Shana, well before Shana transitioned, about 15 years before, was a book by a guy named Dr. Gary Schwartz. And I'm actually working with Gary Schwartz now. So all these things started coming together that put me on a very different path than I would have been on if Shana hadn't passed. If Shana hadn't transitioned when she did, I wouldn't be doing any of those things. And finally, through this whole series of events that I can't even um, articulate to you right now, about a year ago, I got the idea to start Grief to Growth. And Grief to Growth is what I'm doing today. It's why you're listening to this video. I started thinking, what if I was planted? What if I was not buried, as I felt like, that I was been crushed under all this and I would never come out from under it? But what if I was planted? What if I was given an opportunity to take this and to grow and become a bigger and better version of myself? Never to return. It's interesting when I deal with uh, clients that are going through grief, a lot of times they'll ask me, when will I be back to my old self? When will the grief be over? And what I tell them is, frankly, you don't want to become your old self. I mean, why go back to where you were before when you can go forward? Uh, and, and a way of putting it is, why waste the pain? 
if we're going to go through all this pain, we might as well use the pain to grow, to become better versions of ourselves. So we're not going to go back to where we were. We're going to, we're going to come forth. We're going to blossom. We're going to be bigger and better people. So as part of Grief to Growth, I am a life coach. I'm a grief partner. I work with people that are going through grief. I'm an author, an author of the book, Grief to Growth, as you're probably aware of. And I'm a podcast host, what I'm doing right now. Uh, and none of these things would have happened if it not been for Shana's passing. So as we go through these challenges in life, um, they do change us and they are part of the design. So I, I wouldn't be doing pop justice if I didn't throw in a couple of Bible verses. Uh, I, I, don't long, I no longer identify as Christian, but Bible is part of my background. There's still a lot of great stuff in the Bible, a lot of wisdom in the Bible. Uh, one of my ancestors is, is Thomas Jefferson, and he made the comment that the Bible is, uh, I'm going to paraphrase, it's full of diamonds and dung. And frankly, there is some dung in the Bible. There's some stuff that, you know, just can't be justified, you know, slavery, misogyny, uh, you know, racism, et cetera. But there's a lot of really good stuff in the Bible as well. And there's a verse that people quote, and I do happen to agree with this. And I've learned this the hard way, uh, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, those who have been called according to his purpose. Now, interestingly enough, back in my years, when I was going through, I was studying the Bible, I was reading the Bible. I read that verse, and frankly, I didn't believe it. I, I didn't seem to be like, that's the way the world works. Ironically, after Shana passing, after the worst thing I can imagine possibly ever happening, I actually do believe that verse now. I've got a whole different perspective on life, why we're here. It's not just to be easy and cushy. It's not just to be like a vacation and for everything to be perfect. We're here to learn and to grow. And all of these things, even the things, the, even the obstacles, even the things that we see as bad are here for our own good. And they will eventually work out to the best good, the highest good. And I truly, truly believe that. Now, I want to tell you another real quick story from the book of Genesis also. It's the story of Joseph. And you may have heard this story, Joseph uh, and the many technicolor coat or something. There was a Broadway play about it. But Joseph was a character in the Bible. He was uh, like, I think, 11 of 12 children. Uh, and he was loved by his father. Uh, he was the favorite of his father. And his brothers were jealous of Joseph. The, the father gave Joseph this coat that kind of said, this kid's my favorite. Joseph had this ability to, to interpret dreams in a way that was really life-changing. And the brothers got jealous. So frankly, they, they took Joseph, they killed him, they smeared his coat with blood and said he, had, or they didn't kill him, sorry. They threw him in a pit. They smeared his coat with blood. They sold him into slavery and told his father that he was dead. So Joseph is taken off to Egypt where he's a slave. But Joseph was not to be held down. Joseph still kept interpreting dreams and his reputation grew. And he finally became an advisor to the king. And he interpreted a dream for the king that predicted an upcoming famine. And that famine, because they knew the famine was coming, they could plan for it years in advance. They stored up food. So when the famine hit, they had food to survive the famine. And so Joseph's fame is now known throughout the land. It gets back around to his brothers. They're scared to death because, first of all, Joseph is alive. And secondly, Joseph is now in a position of power where he could destroy them. And what Joseph says to them is, do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? As for you, what you intended against me for evil, God intended for good in order to accomplish a day like this, to preserve the lives of many people. Therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. This is what Joseph said to his brothers. Joseph realized 
that had not his brothers thrown him into that pit, sold him into slavery, he wouldn't have been in the position later on in life to do the things that Joseph was sent here to do, to save the people that he saved. So I also want to tie this back into the near-death experience, which I think we can learn a lot from. And this is one of the lessons from the near-death experience. I recently interviewed um, Heidi Craig, who had a, a near-death experience. And she told us, that, you know, she basically learned three things. Um, one is all is well. Whatever we're going through is where we're supposed to be. All will be well. So whatever we will go through, and this is kind of follows, is what we're supposed to go through. And it's all for our good. And the third thing is we are unconditionally loved and we are never alone. So I know that life often seems confusing. It seems pointless and it can seem and seem insanely difficult. We all go through that. And as I said, that's part of the design. And one of my favorite Danish philosophers is Soren Kierkegaard. In fact, he's the only Danish philosopher I know. That's why he's my favorite. But I love this quote. He says, life could only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forward. And I want to talk to you about an exercise I do with my clients that kind of reinforces that. So think about the tragedies that you've gone through in your life. The worst things that's happened to you. Maybe it's losing a job. Maybe it's a divorce. Maybe it's the death of a loved one. Uh, I remember when I was a little kid, my parents transferred me from one school to another. And I felt like I was losing all my friends. And I, to me at that time, it seemed like a major disaster. But all these things that we go through in life, think about one of those things and make it a few years ago if you can, because we get perspective as we get farther out from the event. If it's something you're going through right now, you really can't see it. But think about, did anything good from that? To come from that? Did I learn anything from that? Am I in a better position because of what I've been through? Um, and I think almost every single time, if not every single time, you're going to find that some amount of growth came out of that, that it puts you in a position that you would not otherwise have been in. And because you're in that position, you're actually a better person for it. So to wrap up, for me now, this has all come full circle from the the trauma that I got from hearing the Genesis story when I was a little kid and how it made me feel like I was a terrible person um, from the, the tragedy of Shana's passing. Uh, if those things hadn't happened to me to put me on the path that I'm on now, I wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation with you that I'm having. So I want to encourage you as you're going through trials and tribulations, and it seems like this world doesn't make any sense that all is well, all will be well, you're unconditionally loved, and you will never be alone, and everything will be okay. So I hope that helps you out some. I hope that makes some sense to you. If you have any questions, if you want to, ever want to reach out to me, visit me at www.grieftogrowth.com. That's www.grief2growth.com. I'd be happy to answer any questions you have. Thanks a lot, and have a great day. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I want to make it really easy for you to reach me. So just send me a text to 31996 and simply text the word growth, G-R-O-W-T-H. In fact, you can right now just say, hey, Siri, send a message to 31996. And when Siri asks you what you want to send, just say growth. You can do the same thing with OK Google. Thanks a lot. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to Grief to Growth. Brian hopes that you find this episode helpful and will come back for future episodes. Brian's best-selling book, Grief to Growth, Planted Not Buried, is a great resource for anyone who is coping with grief or knows someone who is. 
If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support it, there are three things you can do to help. The first is to share the podcast with someone that you think it will help. The second is to go to iTunes, rate, and review the episode. The third way you can support the podcast is by becoming a patron. Head over to www.patreon.com slash grief to growth. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash grief, the number two, growth, and sign up to make a small monthly donation. Patrons get access to exclusive bonus content and knowledge that you are helping to spread the message of grief to growth. For more about Brian and grief to growth, visit www.grief2growth.com. Hey there, if you like this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you liked. If you didn't like this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you didn't like. Go to grieftogrowth.com slash community and look for Talk About the Podcast. I'll see you there.